0: you and and i suspect chuck has heard a joke or two
1: uh yeah a joke or two yeah um it's so funny because um in by the time i was in high school you know i'd I'd heard them all and so i I would actually look at people and just be like really is that the best you can do and it totally killed their joke it was funny (laughs) anyway Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the JavaScript Jabber Show. This week, we're going to be talking about uh, whether or not we think HTML5 and JavaScript can really replace Flash. And we've actually invited a Flash developer, and that's Tom. Is it Beatty? Yep. So Tom, you want to introduce yourself really quickly, and then we'll introduce the rest of the panel? Sure.
0: My name is Tom Beatty, as you said it correctly. and. Uh... I run a small one-man Flash development shop. I specialize in doing online games, and I've been doing uh, Flash for about 13 years now.
1: All right. If if somebody wants a Flash online game, how do they get a hold of you?
0: Uh, go to dedge.com, the letter D, the word edge. You can go to dimensionsedge.com, but I found a lot of people can't spell dimension, so I had to get a shorter domain. so deedge.com.
2: ecom alright <laughs>
1: d-e-d-g-e.com. All right, dedge.com. All right. Um, Jameson, we also have Jameson Dance. Hi,
2: I'm Jamison Dance. Um, I've heard the joke before. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we also have AJ O'Neill. Um, contrary to popular belief, I'm not black. <laughs>
3: what? Okay. <laughs> I thought we were going with last name jokes. Maybe I missed
2: that one by 10 years. Oh. Shaquille, Uh-oh. basketball
1: player. Okay. I've heard of him. You've
2: got to cater to your audience, AJ. This is a group of <sighs> software developers. Look, it's not my fault. Y'all are you tarted, okay? Hey, you know and what? you just said y'all, so you're clouding the issue a lot right now i'm just like the really bad joke and you're secretly black
1: yeah we're, we're, we're all geeks we, we can go look up shaquille o'neal on wikipedia and figure out who he is right This is true.
2: he's Already. a movie star duh. yeah <laughs> uh, yeah he was in shazam i was gonna
1: say he's been in a couple of terrible terrible travesty <laughs> movies anyway i'm charles maxwood from teachmetocode.com and uh anyway l- let's go ahead and jump in on this um so i think i think a lot of the discussion over flash comes from uh adobe open sourcing flash or flex or i'm still not completely sure what's going on there maybe tom can tell us
2: i think we should get like the history of flash first just to kind of lay the groundwork okay okay I mean like can we do that yeah like years back all right i don't know i mean (laughs) yeah a brief history of flash kind of like a brief history of time yeah sure
0: um well okay uh flash started out really as as a designer and animators tool not not really a development tool um, when Flash first came out, well, okay, it was Future Splash. Adobe bought it. We had Flash. Um, it really didn't become uh, popular until version
2: 3. What, what about and, like Shockwave? I remember playing lots of Shockwave games and I thought those were the same thing as Flash. Well, Is that further on it, in the story?
0: Macromedia, uh, excuse me, I did say Adobe. It was actually Macromedia that bought Futures, uh, Future oh, Splash. Okay. Um, uh, okay, Shockwave originally started out with a program called Director. Um, Director was the end-all, be-all, for creating CD-ROM content. Uh, you know everything used to be on CD-ROMs and then uh, the internet came along and
1: uh high internet
0: yeah and CD-ROM sort of went away. So uh Macromedia said okay we need to adjust uh these this director content so it can be played on the internet and that's what uh, Shockwave was. Well then uh, Macromedia bought Flash. And they, uh, uh, you know, kind of added the Shockwave label to it because it was more interactive internet content. So let's just kind of lump it in with Director. And so that's why uh, you have SWF files, it stands for Shockwave Flash. Um, Now the problem with Director was uh, it was a cool program, but it was really never really designed to put content on the internet. Um, So the files are are fairly big and clunky, and Flash was so much cooler, so Director sort of disappeared, and Shockwave Games kind of disappeared too, and everything got replaced uh, with Flash. But, uh, you know, Flash, Flash had its problems too. When it first came out, Uh, it didn't have a full programming language behind it. It had, uh, you know, it had a timeline and you could animate with it and you could move graphics around and you could click a button and uh, go to another animation or another page or something. But uh, they didn't have any variables. You you couldn't do that much with it other than make really cool banner ads. So. Eventually, uh, with Flash 4, they added variables. You could actually start making games, and uh, that's that's when I first started uh, really getting into the programming aspects of Flash. But uh, the big problem is when you take a bunch of designers and say, okay, now you can program, <laughs> what you end up with is not exactly uh, great programming all the time, um, and uh, you know, Flash kind of carried that tradition for quite some time. The programming language uh, ActionScript got more and more robust, and you know, it became more powerful. It was, it was actually becoming a pretty nice language, all things considered. Uh, but it was still primarily designers that were using it, and so, you know, you've seen you've seen those big websites Um, uh, Mm -hmm. you know there there are lots of uh, movie websites especially you get these huge monstrous websites that take forever to load even on my desktop they they run slow I I was gonna
1: say the Harry Potter websites and stuff were all done in flash yeah my
2: gosh the Harry Potter website is so bad
0: pain absolute pain
1: (laughs) yeah yeah, it loads up and you know it loaded up because then you get a counter saying that it's loading up
0: Uh, yeah exactly (laughs) Um, and, you know, they didn't optimize anything, and they'd import these 5 meg graphics, and oh, it was it was just bad. Um, Only 5 megs? No! Well, okay, maybe 50. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Flash got a pretty bad reputation. I mean, a- as it was, it, admittedly, uh, it can be a bit of a resource hog, especially if you're sloppy.
3: Um, what about the part where my CPU lifts off with the fan?
0: W- well, yeah, okay. I mean... <laughs> That, that that can happen,
1: I suppose. It's um, not these parts of Flash that we're, we're talking about replacing, by the way. Yeah,
0: yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> un- unfortunately, you can't really replace part of Flash without getting rid of the whole evil thing. But uh, so anyway, um, Flash did continue to improve. And eventually what they did was uh, they went to a true object oriented language. They, they changed ActionScript uh, significantly with ActionScript 3. And it became true object oriented. And all of a sudden, a lot of developers started. Looking at it seriously as as a uh, a real development platform for you know enterprise applications, uh, it wasn't just for games anymore or animation. Um, and that's, that's where you get all your Flex developers and um, people using Flex Builder and, and other IDEs. But uh, So uh, that came along, and uh, you know, it was great and all, but Flash is still a bit of a resource hog, but, but not a bad solution for a lot of things. For video, it's fantastic. Uh, the FLV format is, is actually a really good uh, internet format. Um, for games, uh, suddenly you had uh, some new abilities there. Not only did you have your great graphics animation, but you've got a full object-oriented language behind it. So, uh, you know, it, it made it a very versatile tool. Well, life was happy for Adobe, and then the iPhone came along. Um,
1: <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Now,
0: it, yeah. <laughs> now, I, I have my own personal uh, Reasons as to uh, or theories as to why uh, Steve Jobs said what he did, where you know he came out and, and said uh, uh, Flash is outdated technology, and in some in some ways, at the time that he said it, he was definitely right. Um, but there wasn't a good replacement. Um, you know, HTML5 was a long way from being ready, uh, and you know, Steve Jobs, he's he's been known to do this before. He says, you know, uh, years ago he said Apple is done with floppy disks, and they got rid of it, and the whole industry followed. Um, and and they- they- the
3: CDs and Blu-rays.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. And so, uh, but I mean, Mac was the first computer to come out without actually having a floppy drive in the computer. Uh, uh, These days. Uh, What was that? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It it was good It worked well. Um, Flash, the problem was there wasn't a good substitute available yet. Uh, Is there? Mm, Still, no. (laughs) Uh, Is there going to be? Well, we'll get there. But uh, anyway, so uh, Adobe has been scrambling a bit because, uh, you know, the uh, iPhone and iPad, uh, as everyone knows, doesn't support Flash. And so Adobe has had to adjust their thinking in a lot of things because... Uh, Once Steve Jobs said this, um, it kind of changed people's impression about Flash and uh, where it was going and what its future was in the web.
1: Right. So, uh, so I'm wondering, and I'm going to derail you a little bit, I guess, but so we're talking about these mobile platforms is, is that really where the problems come in with flash or is there more to it than that?
0: Well, okay. I think one reason that, uh, Apple chose not to support flash is because, okay, you saw these Harry Potter websites and some of these other movie websites, um, you know, badly designed things. You still have designers, which are not optimizing stuff sufficiently. And so there's, there's a lot of stuff out there that is even taxing for a desktop computer. Um, not so much that it's Flash's fault, it's, it's more, uh, the people developing and designing on Flash, uh, and that goes back to its roots. Uh, you know, when you have designers who are used to using Photoshop who have moved over to Flash and don't learn about optimizing and, and things, you end up with some, uh, fairly scary things. So uh, imagine taking the the first iPhone and trying to run one of those sites on it. Uh, You know, you're not going to be as impressed with your iPhone. Um, I, I test a lot of the stuff that I create on an original uh, Motorola Droid, which only has a 600 megahertz processor. And, you know, sometimes it's downright painful. uh, You know, you eliminate that problem if you take Flash out of the equation. Uh, So Apple became a big supporter of HTML5. And it it was a great thing for the HTML5 movement. Uh, There wasn't a lot being done until Steve Jobs said, Flash is outdated technology. And then everyone said, what are we gonna go to? We're going to HTML5. Um, And a lot of effort has been going into trying to to get some standardization there, trying to to further the platform to be a replacement for Flash.
1: Right. So. But th- so, so one thing that I'm seeing a lot of is the fact that, I mean, Flash is a fairly, and by fairly, I mean very mature in technology. And HTML5 is still kind of, uh, it, it's still kind of forming. I mean, the, I don't think they finalized the spec. And from what I understand, they're not planning to do it, at least not anytime soon.
0: I think uh, they have till what, 2022, I think, to get the final approved. Uh, oh, is that all? Uh, yeah. 2000 <laughs> so.
1: million,
0: I think
2: actually. What was it? 2,000 million.
0: 2,000 million. Okay, yeah, that, that sounds about right. You know, give your take a few hundred years.
3: <laughs> so, uh, but, oh. but the problem with HTML5, well, not problem, I guess one of the things I see with it is, I, I have no idea what the, the 2,000, 20, 100 billion, well, I have no
2: idea what that means, because
3: what I'm seeing
2: That's, that's when the spec is actually, actually going to be like formalized and uh, like frozen I think. That's yeah, what fully that,
0: approved as a final version.
3: Right,
1: but, right. But, but we're using features from it now, so it's it's not this pie in the sky thing that, that may or may not be finalized. I mean, when they add stuff to it, it winds up in our browsers.
0: Yeah. Well, and so some of f- our browsers.
3: <laughs> no, that's the nice true. The thing is Chrome and Firefox are really pioneering the technology. They're well, really taking it forward. Uh,
0: I'll but agree with you on Chrome. Firefox is, is going a little slower. Um, well,
3: when you don't have a multi-billion dollar company backing, actually, they do have a multi-billion dollar company backing them, which is Google. However, yeah. Google's focus used to be Firefox. Now it's Chrome. So no hence, when you hire the Firefox. Firefox developers and take them away from Firefox to build, to build Chrome, uh, you know, you can see how there's a little, Right, lag there. right. there's,
1: yeah. there's Google and there's secondhand Google. Right,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and then there's Microsoft, which, you know, that's kind of an interesting thing because um, Microsoft, although they are pushing forward um, in the HTML5 platform and they, they really want to move towards, um, you know, making that a, a popularized standard. They're also one of the things slowing us down the most, um, in my opinion because uh, you still have people using older versions of Windows that, uh, you know, IE8 uh, it is as far as you can get if if you're running any Windows before Vista. Mm-hmm. Well, and I have my own
3: conspiracy theories, too, that I think that Microsoft wants to regain market share. I would not be surprised at all if they don't put in, if they don't focus a lot on gaming, introduce some stuff that other browsers can or won't implement, and try to regain market share by by capturing the game market.
2: Well, they already kind of started that with Cut the Rope, right? That was an iPhone game, and then they paid the developers a bunch of money to port it over to IE9, and it, according to them, it works best in IE9. I tried it in Chrome, and it was a little wonky, but it was pretty impressive still.
0: Yeah, but see, here's here's the rub on Cut the Rope. I mean, it's a nice game. It, the port is beautiful. It, it plays very much like, um, like it does on, on your tablet. But the big problem with uh, Cut the Rope is it's not really a system taxing game. You don't have any scrolling backgrounds. You don't have lots of things moving on the screen at once. Um, it's a port of a popular game. But by the same token, it's not really showing how impressive uh, HTML5 is. Or, you know, maybe they chose that game so that you didn't see the weaknesses.
1: Well, I think they did. I think they did some of it just because it, it's a popular game. I mean, a lot of people out there are playing it. I like it. <laughs> I yeah. think it's fun. So, yeah, it is. So, I mean, it grabs their attention. I think it was also an answer to, was it Angry Birds that was done in Chrome? Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think they were just saying, see, we can do it too. Our browser's, you know, a first-class citizen just like Chrome is. They, they
2: fired a bird but across the But they're not. <laughs> <laughs>
3: the, the thing I was saying is I see Microsoft implementing the stuff for games so they can say, because, like, it's all about the marketing appeal, right? The sex right. appeal. So you say, oh, we've got these games that we can show off and, and it looks cool and everybody agrees about that. But then they still don't have the core features of things that everybody really needs, you know, like the stuff. So games are new with HTML5, but, um, you know, other things that people have been trying to do for years and years and years, like file uploads, uh, Internet Explorer still doesn't, I mean, maybe they do in 10 or something, but last time I checked, they still don't have, you know, your basic file API and the kind of stuff that the other browsers have have implemented when there wasn't a standard have, have, um, kind of consolidated their feelings about and, and created the standard and now implement in a way that it kind of works more or less.
1: That That's another area too, that I've seen a lot of Flash used is uploading large files.
3: Yeah. So an interesting thing about, you know, that I'm going to have to dis on HTML5 a little bit is, uh, have you ever used the, just the raw XML HTTP request object?
1: Unfortunately.
3: So it's different in every browser, much like, you know, anything that's part of the DOM. And so with HTML5, they created uh, XHR level two, or just XHR two, which gives you file upload events and stuff like that. Unfortunately, they still didn't quite agree on what events mean and when they should be fired. So there are upload events um, and then there are download events. So request and response events. Um, And they don't necessarily fire in the way that you would hope that they would. Um, Same thing with the media elements that have been introduced. So like the audio tag, the video tag. Um, Right now, I mean, I think it's great because you can use them and it'll work on a phone, but you got to do a lot of like scratching your head to figure out why the events aren't firing. But then, if you inspect the object manually, you can see that, that the object has changed. You know, you shouldn't have to set timeout to check an object to see what its progress is, it's supposed to fire the progress event, things like that.
0: Well, okay, um, while you're hating on uh, HTML5 over that, let me also say that uh, it, it's fair to hate on Flash for that, too. Um, Unless you're dealing with a uh, Flash media server, Um, Flash itself doesn't handle files real well, except for, you know, you can't upload a file into Flash. Um, Flash can read, it can read image files, or video files from uh, another source on the internet, but it has no direct file control itself.
3: So is there some way that you can kind of trick it, like the old school way in browsers, as you set the, you override the content type to be user x char set, user defined, or something like that?
0: I believe securities prevent it from doing that, so, so that's why uh, uh, flash programmers that get into a lot of that become real familiar with PHP or some other um, server-side solution.
3: Right. All right. So, so doesn't uh, Flash have a transfer format, like an answer to JSON, but something more binary-ish?
0: Um, not standardly. It does... Uh, or Flex? Uh, I mean, well, okay, Flex Flex does, um, I believe. I, I don't do a lot with Flex. Most of what I do is using just the uh, Flash Pro IDE. Um, that works well for me when I'm developing games, just because you know I can be doing my graphics uh, and my coding in, in the same uh, in the same place easily. Um, one of the weird things about uh, Flash and Flex is that, you know, Flash is, is built with the concept of a timeline, and although Flex no longer visibly has a timeline, it's still sitting there and you do have to uh, code with the timeline in mind. So uh, it, it's kind of an unusual coding environment because, you know, uh, even though you might not physically see the timeline, it does still exist, it, it still remembers, Flash still remembers that it, it is coming from a design animation Background and so uh, you know while Flex adds a lot of additional tools and you can do uh, I believe some of that uploading and, and such um, it still has some limitations as a result.
1: Nice. Okay. So I, I really want to dig into some of the other features of Flash and Flex development versus um, JavaScript and Canvas development. Um, what what are the differences between JavaScript and Flex or ActionScript? I guess I should say.
0: Well, okay. Um, Taking a look, uh, one of the biggest problems that we have right now is HTML5 and JavaScript, you know, they have to step up. They they haven't been used a lot for games until just recently because now they realize, oh, we're supposed to be a replacement for Flash. What does Flash do that we don't? Um, And at the moment, one of the biggest problems is we don't have the development tools. Um, You know, the uh, Flash Pro IDE is, is really a nice environment for developing games, or at least I enjoyed using it a lot. There are new tools coming. Um, There are some animation tools that are already available. Uh, For the Mac, there's uh, Tumult's hype. Uh,
2: This is for HTML5 and JavaScript. When you said that's for HTML5. Yeah,
0: uh, that was one of the earlier animation tools to come out. Um, In truth, I haven't been overly impressed, but for I think it's like 40 or 50 bucks. So, um, you know, fun to play around with. Uh, From what I've seen so far, I've been taking a look at the previews of Adobe Edge, which is going to be uh, their big HTML5 animation tool. Um, It looks really great for doing banner ads. (laughs) But, you know.
1: <laughs> that, that harkens back to our historical lesson a And, bit. and
0: you, you know, that's the sad thing because, ironically, the people who absolutely hate Flash and uh, have been against it since the beginning, um, they're going to find it harder to block uh, animations done in HTML5 because, you know, <laughs> it's going to be native. <laughs> you, you can't just turn off a plugin. Um, and you can't really say, oh, turn off all canvases because, you know, canvas is really what HTML5 is uh, going to be about in a lot of ways. Uh-huh. Um, but the animation is clunky uh, and it writes, uh, so far in, in the preview of Adobe Edge that I've seen, it writes the animation in, in JavaScript and it, it minifies it but it's still this big clunky looking uh, bit of code for you know, creating objects on the screen, moving them around. Um, it doesn't have you know, the advantages of, of those vector graphics that you saw in Flash. Uh, where, you know, a classically trained animator can go in there and make a character move and and do some really nice stuff. I mean, sure, there's lots of horrible, awful-looking Flash animation out there, uh, but there's some really nice stuff that was done, too. Um, And at the moment... Yeah, go ahead. uh, I was going to say,
3: now, SVG2 or something was supposed to be an answer to that, like there's supposed to be some sort of animation with SVGs, and then last I heard it got dropped. Anybody know anything about that? Nope, sorry. That, that was one of the things with the ACID test that um, Internet Explorer finally got a browser that passed the ACID test except for a couple of items. And by the time they had actually gotten on board and started developing towards it, it had been dropped from the standard, but nobody removed it from the ACID test. It's kind of what I heard or read.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, things have been kind of strange with with Microsoft. I haven't quite understood with, uh, what they're doing exactly because Although they're really promoting HTML5, they've got uh, you know the Metro UI version of IE10, which uh, isn't supposed to support plugins. Uh, they're going to have a full version of IE10 too, but uh, you know it looks like they are. Uh, moving ahead with this idea of browsers not using plugins eventually but they're also pushing ahead with Silverlight which you know what? has. Uh, well they're pushing ahead with Silverlight really As far as I can tell, um, I haven't seen that they've officially abandoned it yet. Um, you still find tutorials on uh, uh, on like Linda.com uh, new tutorials coming out. And you know that seems very surprising to me because uh, Silverlight is all about plugins, and it's it's kind of the the flash that never took off.
2: Well, in a lot of ways. I, I was under the impression that they had abandoned Silverlight. I mean, Metro doesn't use it at all, right? Metro is just all HTML5 stuff, um, and and I, I thought I remember hearing a bunch of hullabaloo from developers that were grumpy because they invested in Silverlight, and then Microsoft was just dropping it. So yeah,
0: that may be the case. Um, yeah, I was I the,
2: under the impression they were dropping it. So. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, we've kind of danced around it, um, and it seems like you're saying that the advantages of Flash are for things that you have to do a lot of heavy animation, right? So, um, and that's because of the tooling support and maybe the way that animations get rendered into JavaScript code is a little bit uh, messy. So, so other things that Flash used to be used for are lots of interactive websites. Um, Is that still, I mean, you could just argue that that was a bad idea in general. That that's kind of dead, right? We don't need Flash for that anymore because we don't like that on the web in general general we don't want to do that in any technology right
0: well
2: so when people- I talk about interactive website i mean like the the jk rowling website we were talking about where a little dog like starts running across the screen and you hear a doorbell in the background and you can like go to her about page by clicking on her phone and like dialing in numbers and stuff i don't know
3: <laughs> yeah. Wait, are we talking about microsoft bob
2: no no this is actually if you go to jk rowling's website this is what you will see it's a thing of beauty feels well, like she's trolling the internet
0: see here's the thing um it, it's tough to say what the future is is for Flash right now. Um, certainly, the industry is saying HTML five. We can eventually get rid of plugins. And I
2: mean, so video is the other thing that I didn't mention, but that's being worked on. With there, there's lots of HTML five support for video um, in browsers. I think websites are kind of where it's lagging.
1: Let's let's hold off on video for a minute because I want to talk about the internet interactive stuff. And it seems like Tom has something that he wants to say about it. Uh,
0: yeah, there's. See, here's the thing. The entertainment industry um, seems to like those crazy, overly interactive websites. I, I agree with you. I think that uh, uh, there are places to use Flash on a website and there are certainly places not to. Um, and you know those those big clunky websites that uh, are, are really painful for the user experience. Um, we don't need it, but uh, there are some people that you know, if they're willing to pay for it, then I mean, you know, that's if that's how they want to represent their company or product. Uh, who am I to argue with that? But uh, and, and A concerned citizen, maybe. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's fair, but. Uh, the thing is, what we haven't addressed is what Flash is doing now. Um, I said before that at the time, Steve Jobs said that Flash was outdated technology. In some ways, he was right. Um, but Adobe, uh, Adobe's actually put a bit of time into Flash recently. Um, I don't know if you guys are, are familiar with Stage 3D, but uh, that's been incorporated into the newest Flash player. And it's One amazing. Time. uh Stage 3D. Um, it, tell me, what does it mean? Okay. What Flash now does is it, it's capable of accessing your uh, GPU. Um, and it's making, you know, it was originally oh, yeah, designed. I
2: remember hearing about mm-hmm. this. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, Adobe was originally, you know, promoting it as hey, we're going to have the ability for you to do real-time 3D rendering. Um, what they didn't promote at the time, but people found out very quickly, is that this helped everything. Even 2D games, um, they're finding they're getting speeds up to a thousand times faster than they were. Uh, you know, Flash used to slow down a lot when you got a whole bunch of things moving on the screen at once. Um, you know, I've seen some of the, the demos with uh, Stage 3D, and it's unbelievable. I mean, people are creating games now, full uh, 3D rendered games, um, as an alternative to, you know, using DirectX or or, uh, other 3D technologies. Um, One of the nice things is you can develop it, you know, on your Mac, on your uh, Windows machine, and then easily port it to the other, port it over to iOS, port it over to Android, and and even BlackBerry Playbook if, you know, you want those four people to have your game. But, Anyway, um... You know, that's that's actually really a tremendous thing. And, you know, what the future of Flash is, it's, it's kind of tough to say. Uh, it certainly still works on the web, but uh, Adobe has made an interesting development platform that uh, works, you know, it, it's a, a really nice cross-platform development tool now. And so, uh, you know, that, that kind of uh, uh, changes what Flash is.
1: Right. So at,
2: at that point, you're running into Unity a little bit though, right? Because Unity is a browser plugin that has a, I don't understand it too well, I've never used it, nor will I, because I'm not a game developer. But I know that I can go to a website and it says download this Unity plugin, and I download it, and I can play like Counter Strike basically in the browser. Right.
0: Okay, couple differences though. Um, difference number one: uh, everyone's already got the Flash plugin. Unity, as you say, you've got to download it. It doesn't have near the same penetration. Um, number two: if you've ever talked to a Unity developer, one of the biggest drawbacks is creating that uh, 2D user interface over your 3D environment. Um, Unity evidently is a real pain to do that. Um, Um, while Flash still has all the old tools that it had before, plus the 3D built-in. This is just an upgrade of your player. Um, which you know most browsers are going to do on their own so so
2: so does flash have a, a 3d like a, a game engine kind of already because unity kind of seems like an engine and flash seems like it's something you would if i understand you right would someone have to like write a 3d engine that everyone uses for flash
0: um there are frameworks that are available and so it's not actually built into flash but there are frameworks but there
2: are ones that, already out there yes
0: and and okay. there's a there's some 2d frameworks um, starling seems to be the uh, one of the more favored ones right now and that um that incorporates very easily I haven't done it yet I've, I've looked at uh how that works I haven't in truth I'm actually pretty good at optimizing my games so I haven't it hasn't been a real issue but uh, uh you know taking a look at some of its its capabilities and how much faster it makes everything um, suddenly flash becomes a uh, a real competitor and, and not just as a web development tool but as you know for for uh, um, Uh, building apps, building uh, executables for, for both Mac and Windows.
1: All right, so I, I think we're getting a little um, a little bit afield just in the sense that, you know, we're, we're really talking about JavaScript versus Flash kind of stuff. Um, and we're we're running a little low on time. I, I really want to ask this question uh, kind of to everybody, and that is, um, do you think that JavaScript and HTML will eventually take the place of Flash, or do you think that Flash will always have kind of a home on the web?
0: Well, I think a lot of the power players have signified that, you know, they, they would like to move away from plugins. I think we're a long way from... Uh, fully being able to do that too many people are still playing words with friends on, on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> um, there is the the video issue, which is a, a fairly significant one.
1: Um, yeah, let's poke that one in the eye really quickly. Um, so basically, the issue with video is that um, not all browsers support all video formats. Right. So you have um, everybody except for like Mozilla and Opera, I think, support H two sixty four, and then Mozilla and Opera prefer Aug, but they there are a few other browsers that also support AUG. and then there's another one that uh, that Google came out with that is also supported across some, but not others.
0: Yeah, WebM.
1: WebM. Um, okay. And uh, uh, I think Goog- that was supported in everything except for Safari, right?
0: Uh, and and iOS. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. okay, I guess yeah. If, so if you want Safari, countless. mobile Safari. Right, right. Um, but uh, well, Google's been threatening now since January of last year that they're going to drop H. Two six four from Chrome. They haven't. Um, oh, but please, Lord. Ford, no. <laughs> they, they've been saying that for a long time. Uh, and their reasoning is they, they claim that H.264 is not uh, truly open, um, which, which Plus, it isn't. There, Firefox there are...
3: will adopt it because of the royalty possible, possible royalty issues in the future. Yes.
0: Right. Yes, but but
1: because... Flash owns this space because they have a player that's installed in nearly every browser. And as long as there's an FLV format behind it, it'll just play it.
3: Yeah. well, But isn't that wrapping H.264 ultimately? I mean, mm-hmm. isn't... Isn't the FLV just when it's when it's not like a game thing or like a strong bat type thing, when it's actually a video, isn't FLV just a container for H.264?
0: Yeah, it is, but Adobe's taken care of uh, all the licensing and everything. So, yeah. Um, H.264, it could get messy. Um, I think, technically, for instance, uh, I, I was reading something, I'm not sure how accurate it was, so let me qualify that. But um, if, um, if you do an H.264 uh, video on a pay site, that's, you know, behind a, a uh, uh, pay subscription system. I think technically uh, it's not royalty free at that point. Uh, and you do, you may have to pay licensing fees to MPEG LA. So, uh,
1: <sighs> yeah, that, that, that's messy. that's the core of the issue, though, is that MPEG LA actually owns the, the rights. Um, and I'm not sure if it's a patent or some kind it's of... Patents. Cop, it's patents. Mo- yeah.
0: It's 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 like a, a ton of different patents. And MPEG LA basically uh, is your... Your one source to go to for um, paying the licensing fees for all those patents. Yeah.
1: But but anyway, so ultimately in the end, will will JavaScript and HTML5 be able to replace Flash? Anymore? Um,
0: uh, maybe, <laughs> but it's gonna be it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard because any time you want to make an improvement, you've got to get all the browsers to uh, to update and and to. Uh, be compatible. And, you know, that's been a problem just from the baby steps they've taken so far. And, you know, I can appreciate the desire to get rid of plugins. I don't agree with it, Um, I don't think Flash is going to go away completely in the next five or probably even 10 years. Um, It's so tightly embedded in uh, so many different areas, and changes in the browsers happen so slowly. Um, It has been speeding up. You know, Google's put a lot of money behind it. Apple's put a lot of money behind it. Um, But... uh, I I don't think it's going to completely replace Flash for a while. I I do think there are going to be a lot of efforts um, being made to to try and duplicate what Flash is capable of. And I I think that will that will help significantly. Um, and also Flash is like a lot of things. It's not just a
3: single, you know, like because we're talking about HTML5 and there's the canvas, there's the video, there's, you know, Audio. so Flash does it all and it does it all in every browser. You know, even if we get video worked out, well, we still got to work out the other things. So that's
1: a good right. point. Yeah. yeah, and I think you make valid points. I think the only area that it really becomes an issue in is the mobile arena. Because, I mean, I've, I've had Android phones that had a Flash player installed as part of the browser and you know some some areas Flash worked fine. Other areas it really kind of didn't. But well, but then and- but then you're on the iOS. You you're out of luck. I mean, if if they've made an app that will do it, like YouTube has, then then I guess you're okay in that area. But otherwise, you're, I mean, you know, tough.
0: Well, and keep in mind, Android is only going to have it temporarily. Right. Um, they they just recently came out with the 11.2 player and I said that's the last one we're making for Android mm-hmm. so you know five years from now it's not going to happen. Of course who knows five years from now you may be using tablets that are running uh, you know modified versions of OS X and uh, you know Windows 8, Windows 9, whatever um, yeah. because those are all moving towards uh, being touchscreen friendly and, and eventually being your tablet operating systems.
1: Yeah and, and both of those companies have made serious progress toward unifying the experience Experience. I mean, um, if if you've gotten OS X Lion, even I mean, there are a lot of elements there that have definitely moved in that direction. And if you look under the covers on uh, OS X, it's running on the the BSD kernel, just like OS X is. So yeah.
0: Uh, can I bring up one other thing real quick? Yeah. Uh, the the other The other thing that JavaScript is currently falling short in is um, making it difficult for uh, people to take your code. Uh, you know, uh, with, oh, right. with With some of the the work that I do, um, you know, I just created a website that has nine games on it for a client, and these games are, are very specific proprietary games that are, are designed to, to help with certain medical issues, um, and you know, it, it was very important to the client that when these games are made, they need to be encrypted. They, they can't be easily taken, and I, I know JavaScript uh, and HTML5 will eventually come up with a solution for that, but at, at the moment that's something else that's that's unfortunately missing. What do you mean encrypted? Do you mean well, like actually encrypted encrypted?
3: Or? So,
1: so that you can close the source because yeah. as it is you have to pass, I mean you pass actual code to the browser to execute and so if you write a game or some other proprietary software sure you have copyright on that but there's nothing to actually keep somebody else from using your code. Exactly. Well
3: what is what's the difference in, in Flash? Like I see the same thing. you yeah. got bytecode and you've got bytecode. You run a prettifier on either one and you get back code that is a little difficult to interpret but you know
1: yes you can decompile uh, flash or flex but it's not i, I guess it's not there's, the same thing I,
0: I, well there's there's encryption that i have that i use on all my flash games um you can take it you can decrypt it um once you decrypt you're not going to be able to to do anything with and you're not going to be able to to re-encrypt it, to uh recompile that either right. um it is, uh, it, it's too messy. And, you know, it would be more work to try and, uh, uh figure out what I did from the encrypted code than it
1: would be just to write it from scratch. Right.
0: Well, I think the same is true for JavaScript.
1: Uh, maybe.
3: I mean, I, I like that argument just doesn't fly really well with me because I've decompiled Java code and, and, you know, if you leave the debug statements in, then you get the exact code back. Um, and and I, I've i looked at, I mean, C code is kind of hard to decompile, but you can run a decompiler or an unminifier and I think of, when I think of minified JavaScript, to me it's just bytecode that happens to be something that you can open in a text editor, you know? Right. Like by the time it's gone through all the optimizations that it goes through, if you run it through Closure, you know, or something intelligent like that, then, you know, I, I see it just as bytecode. Okay. And then it goes to machine code anyway.
1: There, there's okay. a little bit of truth to that, but it's it's not on the same level as actually getting bytecode and decompiled bytecode is considerably harder to read I, in in my experience. Then, but but it may just be my familiarity with uh, with JavaScript. But I, I,
3: I a, don't use a lot of decompiled code, so I'm not yeah. really one to speak out.
0: Yeah, see, see, Flash, you actually have to you have to decompile it. Um, and if if it's been encrypted, when you decompile it, uh, you can't compile it again. It won't work. Um, Flash won't know what to do with it.
1: Right. So so, so then you can't modify it to make it into the same game with different graphics right okay that makes
2: sense I have a question um, if we're done with this if not then no go ahead keep going so we've kind of taken it for granted that we want JavaScript and html5 to replace flash I mean the question you asked assumes that you would want to do that. But we haven't really stated the benefits, maybe, of HTML5 and JavaScript. Why? I mean, so why do we want to replace Flash? Why Why do we think it's better? I think that's important to say.
1: Well, I, I think the one thing that uh, Tom keeps pointing out is moving away from plugins. Um,
2: but I mean, but why? That's, I mean. Yeah. And, and, and
1: that's the one I keep hearing, too. It's it's native to the browser. So.
2: But why is that better? Yeah, <laughs> that is
0: a good question. Um, yeah. And
2: I'm, I'm being devil's advocate. I I think it is for most things, but I think it's interesting to hear about i think for for speed and resources it is better
0: if it can be native to the browser um however for changes and upgrades that's that's going to be slower just because you have to get everyone on board uh instead of just uh adobe saying we've added this
1: yeah and here's (laughs) your new player uh,
0: yeah exactly um but again then you are uh you're dealing with a much more open community and uh, you know Changes may happen slower, but, but it's you know, less of a monopoly deciding or yep. monarchy as the case might be
1: yeah I don't know I mean I I haven't really thought much about that Jameson so I I don't have a powerful opinion on that but yeah I can definitely see that I I do in a lot of cases think that a lot of things are closed that probably could be open sourced and benefit more from that and benefit the community more than that so that's something that I like but it's not you know it's yeah and and, uh, the performance stuff makes sense but I I don't see a real strong draw one way or the other and I'm probably going to get hate mail for that but
2: typing you some hate mail right now (laughs) I, I think the biggest thing is something that Tom mentioned just that having an open community um, makes up for any other weaknesses that you might have in the platform. The the fact that there are so many people working on this out in the open, I think, um, means that it'll advance a lot. And even if the actual environment doesn't advance, people will figure out how to do cool stuff with it. Um, This is definitely, so I'm I'm not in the Flash community at all. So I don't, I mean, I'm not like, I don't have my ear to the ground to that. But I have never heard someone say, check out this awesome thing that I figured out I could do with Flash. It just seems like it's people doing stuff that they have done. Like, I mean, games are Awesome, and I love playing games, but but it doesn't seem like there are any, I haven't heard of any technological um advances or or things that that are coming out of Flash, so um, I, well, I want to hear Tom's rebuttal of that though because he knows it, yeah. it much better than I do.
0: Well, see, see, again, a lot of it uh is uh, you know, some of the greatest advancements do have to come from Adobe starting it up, like you know, Stage 3D is fantastic. The the problem is they may be it, it, it may be too late, um, you know, because a lot of people have it in their heads that Flash is gone or on its way out. Now, I think for, for enterprise applications, there's no way I could recommend that someone do that in Flash today. Uh, that doesn't make sense. Um, you know, there are a variety of other ways that you can do that. For games, um, Flash is still king. Uh, yes, you can build Cut the Rope or uh, Angry Birds in JavaScript and HTML5, but you're cutting out. Um, I think it's something like 26% of uh, uh, browsers still are not using um, uh, HTML5, so you're cutting that out while Flash. So is... I got a
3: question there because yeah.
0: people are always bringing up
3: these statistics about browsers, and I keep on wondering um, what, where does that make sense? Like, what does that 26% mean? Because if that 26% is is, you know, people inside of Wells Fargo and uh, down at uh, you know Fort Knox or whatever, do we care that they're
0: not playing the Flash oh, games? Oh, I absolutely do, and I'll tell you why. Um, the the highest the, the, the largest demographic that plays my games, it's, at work, it, it's a women for, 40 and over at work. because uh, yeah, my games are cooler than, than Windows Solitaire, I guess. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> Woo-hoo! Uh, that, that absolutely matters to me. I get more hits on on uh, Friday during the day than I do you know Saturday and Sunday combined. <laughs> so you know something something to think about <laughs> that's funny
3: interesting cuz I come from the perspective of being in a college town and you know like yeah there's there's a few people that don't have a real browser but they also don't have
2: friends so they don't know about those <laughs> yeah. games anyway that was a little bit of an ad hominem attack yeah. you don't upgrade your browser you don't have any friends
3: <laughs> well no I mean like it's true though like the everybody who has you know a tech friend a, a, anybody who's got a friend that's a little bit techy isn't gonna let you use Internet Explorer you know
0: well, yeah, but I mean, I, I don't know if this happens in your neighborhood, but I'm I'm like the computer go-to guy mm-hmm. uh, when someone gets a new new printer that they can't get working. You know, I'll call Tom. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I'm I'm helping out people that are uh, a, a generation older than me, and uh, you know, they are they're running Windows XP. They're run, running uh, uh, older operating systems. And when you say, you know, you really should change browsers. Oh, I like Internet Explorer. That's what I've been using. And, you know, not everyone is, is as tech savvy. And, uh, you know. I, That's why they shouldn't be using
3: Internet Explorer. If they're not <laughs> tech savvy, they don't have the degree that they, of, of, of experience they need to navigate through that minefield.
0: Well, but it's what they're used to. Yeah. And, you know, they might be I'm running I, IE6. Well, I guess soon it's about to force them to IE8.
1: But. uh AG. You just need to go find yourself some grandparents. <laughs> you know, because no, mine are eighty-something, and yeah. No, here's they, the
2: thing: they don't know what um, browsers are. They know what the internet is, and the yeah. internet. Is my the my key. grandmother, yeah my grandmother was
3: a programmer at the Pentagon. Okay, so nice. Okay, uh, you're
1: you're 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 exceptional right there in your grandparents. However,
3: however, however,
1: she does not know a computer
3: um, any more than anybody else because the per- computers that she programmed on were quite different from what she's using today.
0: Punch cards, fun stuff. Um,
3: But no, a a lot of times with friends that i have or or family members or whatever i just put linux on their computer and i'm like look all you're doing is checking your email here's linux here's chrome you'll never get a virus you never need to upgrade you're good to go and then they buy
0: a new printer that has no driver and they
3: have to compile the kernel then they're doomed yeah what all right what what printer doesn't have a driver for mac and linux though i mean like that's that's pretty weird i I i've not (laughs) plugged in a printer that requires a driver in quite some time
0: check right. out some of these all-in-ones that everybody buys these days yeah. because then you need the scanner the printer the fax and everything that that
1: could be scary all right i've got one more question and then we're going to get to the picks even though we're getting dangerously close to our hour um and that question is um what do you think it means for flash that adobe donated flex to the apache foundation
0: um the flex community, yeah the flex community w- was not happy about that they were like All right, time to learn something new. (laughs)
1: Um, (laughs) Okay, so that's one thing that I really don't understand. And and granted, I I made a lot of friends at at the Apache Foundation over the last year. Um, But why don't they see it as an opportunity to really kind of take the reins on Flex and make it into whatever it is that they want?
0: um, Well, because uh, sadly, the the best people for that um, don't have time.
1: (laughs) Fair enough. enough. Uh, so. So they're not happy about it. They're trying to find another technology. Are they moving to JavaScript and HTML? Or are they just moving to like iOS or something?
0: Oh, Adobe is is all about uh, going to HTML5. You know they've got this uh, Adobe Edge coming out, which is you know it's it's an animation tool. It, it in some ways reminds me of Flash 3, uh, but it's it's all about creating animation for um, HTML5 using JavaScript. Now, uh, they haven't killed Flash, I'm not sure what will happen to Flash, they, they did stage 3D. I think ultimately it's going to come down to dollars as to mm-hmm. whether or not continued support happens there. Um, if too many people run away from Flash, then uh, uh, you know, it'll go the way of Director and Shockwave. Um, If not, then, you know, we'll see them continue to make some changes, but uh, I think at at a much slower rate because uh, HTML5 and and JavaScript are definitely uh, the future. They're, They're what's interesting. I don't think Flash is going to suddenly vanish, um, uh, particularly in the game industry. I don't. Th- I don't see Zynga suddenly changing all their games into uh, HTML5 games. Um, I mean, it may happen eventually, but uh, we're talking about a pretty slow transition, just like right. you know anything on the web these days.
1: All right. Well, um, that's about all the time we have. So let's go ahead and jump into the picks. Did we warn you about picks, Tom? I know nothing about picks. Okay. So basically what we do is we just pick stuff that we like. Uh, it can, but doesn't have to be um, programming related. Um, so, I mean, we've picked movies, music, books. Um, we have picked programming stuff. So if there are some things that you want to share, then uh, you can definitely do that. And um, uh, with that, well, let, let's just go ahead and let AJ do his picks first. All right. So uh, have we have
3: we talked about The Hunger? Games at all?
1: I don't think so. Nope, the great. movie or the book? Anything? I don't know. Um,
3: I went and saw the movie a while back. and I really liked it. It was it was good. Um, I was kind of expecting. well I was I was hoping it would be good, but I had that kind of half-heartedness about it that maybe it'd just kind of be a flop. But uh, I really enjoyed it. And people that have read the books also enjoyed it. Felt that it followed it well. So uh, have you I'm read the, books? the Hunger Games? No, I haven't. I'm not as avid
2: of a reader as I used to be. Yeah
1: my opinion the movie was better anyway yeah wow sorry i interrupted you anything else no that's all i got okay jameson
2: i have a million picks today uh i'll just do half of them all right the first one is a game called thunderstone it's a deck building card game it's kind of like dominion if you guys are familiar with them basically you you buy cards to fill up your deck and you go in and fight monsters in a dungeon and stuff it's it's a super nerdy game but it's really fun my wife and i played it on sunday and we enjoyed it a lot Uh, the first time it takes a while to learn all the rules and stuff but after that it's pretty quick it's probably under half an hour right? There next time you play. So that was great fun. You can play with two or four people out of the box, which is good because we don't have as many nerdy board game friends as we would like. So sometimes we have to play by ourselves. The next one is a tutorial, um, not really a tutorial. It's a guide called How Browsers Work from HTML5 Rocks, and it's pretty awesome. It goes through the rendering, like the rendering uh, workflow. I don't know how to describe that. Kind of how how browsers parse the DOM and render stuff, the networking stuff that happens underneath. So it's just a really good overview of the internals of, of a web browser, which is important if you're doing stuff with a browser. It's it's really good to know how the underlying layers work. And then my last pick, um, I find myself having to know calculus again, and it's been like three years since I last had to know calculus. And there's this really great book that was written in 1912 called Calculus Made Easy. It's so good. Oh my gosh. It's it's not a math book, it's like a book explaining math. So the guy writes it to a really general audience, and he like makes fun of mathematicians throughout the whole book. Uh, he like like the intro talks about how mathematicians are fools and what one fool can do another fool can do and stuff it's just really like old-timey but really informative at the same time so if you need to learn calculus for any reason um this is a really good book for it that was my picks nice all
1: right i'll go ahead and jump in go next um so one pick that i'm gonna pick is uh i just got a shock mount for my microphone so let's see if you can hear this oh did you hear that Yeah, a little bit yeah a little bit yeah before i would tap it and it'd be like <laughs> and so anyway um i ordered a shock mount for my high LPR 40 and uh anyway it's it's they're really nice uh podcasting equipment if you if you are doing any kind of serious podcasting you should probably have one um and it just it makes it because I'm always bumping the boom arm on my um on my microphone and so if I do that now you can't hear it so um I'll go ahead and put that uh, a link to that in the show notes um one other pick that I want to put out there um that is just uh something that I, I tell a lot of people to do when they're trying to set up a website and uh I know that there are a lot of people who build their own websites that are going to kind of poo-poo this. But if you need a really quick website, you want to get it up fast and make it work, then what I recommend to most people is that they go to a company called Bluehost. And uh, I'll put a link in the show notes as well. And uh, what you do there is they have uh, a cPanel that allows you to set up WordPress and you can get a website up pretty fast with WordPress and uh, make things work. Now, if you need something a little more customized, you want to come talk to me so that I can build that out for you in Ruby on Rails. But uh, in a lot of cases, if you're just trying to put information up about your business or put up a blog or something wordpress is a great go um anyway tom what are your picks
0: okay um i think uh first of all being a game developer i have to mention a game first um dc online uh it it has gone free or it has a free to play option um you know i have played other uh superhero mmorpgs like uh champions online which was a real letdown even though i played years ago the the original um tabletop paper game um, but DC Online has a free-to-play version that will give you hours and hours of fun. And uh, is, I, I just started playing it a couple weeks ago and have thoroughly enjoyed it. Make sure your first character um, can fly. Uh, the the <laughs> cities are... Flying around so, the cities is just fun, even if you're not doing any of the missions.
2: So like real life?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
2: <laughs> I make sure I can fly. That's my yeah. first thing.
1: Yeah, for so, those of you who don't know, yeah, Jameson in a cape, he's way fast.
0: <laughs> um, let's see... For uh, for books, these have been out for a while, and actually, he not too long ago put out uh, a new one. But the the Mistborn trilogy by uh, Brandon Sanderson, if you haven't read those, um, they're worthwhile. They're they're kind of uh, it's an interesting uh, world that he portrays there, and it's it's kind of fun unraveling the uh, the mysteries there. Um, terrific, and then,
1: terrific books, terrific.
0: Yeah, I, I'm a big fan. And as I say, he just came out with with a fourth one that uh, I think takes place in in the same world, but in the future of it. Mm-hmm.
1: You, you know um, that he's from Utah, right? Yeah, he
0: teaches at BYU. Yep. Um, anyway, uh, and then if you are interested in, in getting up to speed on HTML5, JavaScript5, CSS3, all those other fun things... Um, I'm just going to put a plug for, for lynda.com L Y N D A. People have probably heard of it before, but if you've never actually signed up, sign up for a month, it's like $25 for one month. Um, I keep a, a yearly membership and it's, I have found the the best way to, to quickly get, um, up to date on a variety of technologies. So All those right. are
1: mics. Terrific. All right, Well, right, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Um, few business items here. One is, is that I'm going to be doing some online training. So if you're interested, keep an eye out, uh, out on my Twitter account, cmaxw. Um, some of it's going to be related to javascript like i'm going to be doing one on uh, building solid json apis so um another thing is that uh, we are in itunes so if you uh if you want to get the podcast that's a good way to do it if you're on something else we do have an rss feed uh link on the website and i'm going to hear lots of cheering for this we're finally in stitcher so um i've had i don't know
2: what stitcher is
1: i've had people begging me to get the podcast into stitcher so this ruby rogues and the ruby freelancer show are all in Stitcher. Stitcher is a program that you get on your iPhone or Android phone and uh, it it downloads your podcast for you and, uh, you know, lets you listen on there. It keeps track of your progress and all that stuff. Um, So it's kind of an alternative to iTunes, but you have to submit your shows separately to them so they won't just pick up your shows on their own. So um, since I hadn't submitted them, they... uh... (sighs) They, they weren't in Stitcher so anyway I, I finally went and did that it was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be um, beyond that um, you know we're, we're trying to line up new shows good shows so uh, go to javascriptjabber.com leave us a comment and click on the feedback uh, tab and tell us what you want to hear about so that we can get those people on the show and with that we'll wrap up thanks again for coming Tom
0: oh my pleasure yeah, thanks thank a lot you. for having me um, yeah. maybe Very maybe important. in a while I can come back and talk about building games in HTML5 and JavaScript once I've yeah. <laughs> made the transition <laughs> yeah JavaScript well,
1: games that don't suck. If you want to do <laughs> anything right. with the audio
3: tag, let me know, because I can give you some pointers. <laughs> All right, I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, and uh, anyway, is, is are there other places that people can find you, Twitter or whatever?
0: Uh, yeah, on Twitter, uh, T-O-M-D-E-I uh, is my uh, Twitter account. Um, you can... Uh, Easily find me on at my website, deedge.com, D-E-D-G-E dot com. Um, I'm on Facebook, too, so or LinkedIn, for that matter. Uh, look me up. I'm there. Just uh, uh, on Facebook, it's Tom.Beaty, B-E-A-T-T-Y. Um, and uh, LinkedIn, if you do a search for uh, the Dimensions Edge Inc., you'll find me there, too.
1: All right. Well, thanks again for coming. Uh, for those of you listening, we will catch you next week. Ciao.
0: See ya. Take care.